Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Player Profiler and our podcast network is super resource intensive and we rely on premium subscriptions to the website playerprofiler.com to keep the engine running. Go there, sign up for our player rankings, Dynasty Deluxe, DFS package, or go all in. Those that subscribe are everything to us. Dominator, folks, we're back. It is draft Sunday. The Dominator will be drafting every single Sunday between here and kickoff. Now, I am joined today by my old co-host, Bradley Stalder who has now been taking on more responsibility at Player Profiler. He is now the new director of the News Desk. Bradley, congratulations. He is also the co-host of Man vs. Machine. He is also the host of Stack Finders on the Player Profiler Network. Excited to have you on the podcast tonight, Bradley. Always love recording with you. And uh, excited to, to jump into our FFPC $125 best ball draft. Pleasure's all mine, Billy. This has been a great experience so far the last about two months on Player Profiler. Yeah, man. I, I'm always excited to get you more involved here. Um, you and I had started our our you know football um endeavor at the same time, doing rankings and projections and and uh started jumping into podcasting, of course. And um here we are now, fast forward a few years, and we're on player profiler, one of the sites that we used a lot even before we joined the team. And now we get to promote a site that we used constantly. And, of course, we get to do our best ball drafts um, while we're on the air and having fun on a good time on Sunday. Well, let's go ahead and pull up the board. We made our first pick. Um, let's get this thing pulled up. Perfect. And we will drop the overlay off, and we will get the background on. And we're good to go. Okay, so we are drafting from the four hole, everybody. And... Um, we wanted to get a little unique here. We talked on First Class Fantasy last week with Chad Schroeder about creating unique lineups and rosters. Chad's approach a little different than mine. Chad will wait and see what falls to him to create unique rosters, while I, on the other hand, will try to force a unique roster at times. Tonight is one of those nights Bradley and I were texting before the draft, and I said, hey, we should try this Philly stack that nobody has in any tournament over at FFPC. It's not in the 125 best ball. It's not in the main event because all these assholes always block you whenever you try to stack it. And that is the Philly stack with A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts, and Devontae Smith. Someone always sees it, Bradley, and they always block you. How confident are you that we're going to get it tonight? I'm like 20% confident. It's a little more than I am. <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe less. Yeah, this was one where I almost felt embarrassed. You were... You texted me 
after I asked, hey, like we're at the 104, what are you thinking? And you texted back the the Philly stack. And I, I wanted to say, you know, text back that this was what we should try something unique because I know you like your unique builds. But uh, I was afraid that you were like, no, Bradley, like that's just too spicy. A.J. Brown would have been it had to be the 104, you know, because of this. Usually I'm clicking like Tyreek Hill at this spot at the 104. Um, he Hill goes 105 in this draft, but AJ Brown at the 104 to get nope, and we don't even get it. We don't even get it. Get assholes, man. <laughs> They're like, nope, you ain't doing it. <laughs> Not today. Not today. Well, <laughs> wow. Uh, so Middle that. of the second, they they even said no. Yeah, oh my a, gosh. Stack uh, to to dial up with Cooper Cup here, Billy. What the hell, man? This thing is impossible to get, dude. No one lets you get it. <laughs> Who well, is drafting that guy? Brown at the 104 is the place where you're gonna have to get him. I mean, you could go AJ Brown and then take Hertz at like I don't know the yeah. 110, 23, but then there's no chance that Devonta Smith falls back to you at the the 310. So that's the problem is that usually Devonta <sighs> Smith is the one. God, so it's so trying painful to, to try this every time. Trying to push up AJ Brown still can't get the job done. Okay, so I uh, I'm I'm open to Waddle here. I like Waddle, but it's it's pretty commonly owned with AJ Brown. I'm fine with it um, because we're not going to have many Waddle Alave teams or Waddle Devonta. Are we going to have teams. a lot of uh, Brown Devonta Smith teams? Yeah. Um, so I'm punching it into so Devonta Smith off, and we got to take out Hertz. Uh, just keep an eye on the timer for me. And let's just get Waddle, Waddle in there just in case, okay? Yeah. So Stack Finder, we have Waddle and A.J. Brown. There is only a total of 10 total. I think we take it. 15. Okay. You go with Waddle? Yeah, let's go Waddle. I like Waddle this year. Okay, let's go Waddle. So now we're we're one of 11 teams. So let's try to get unique on the third pick here and see if we're able to. So let's just preemptively throw some names in the Stack Finder to see if they come back. It'd be nice if Alave came back. I doubt he will, though. Um, and Alave with Waddle in there. Let's see how many are owned. That's zero with AJ Brown. So that just shows you if Alave comes back, that'd be phenomenal. But it's probably yeah. unlikely. So let's put in Devonta Smith with Waddle. Also zero owned. Okay. Probably Taylor is going to be pretty popular. Yeah, I have some doubts about Taylor. Um, yeah, we just got reports today that he might get another ankle surgery. Oh, boy. Yeah, that would really screw it up. So Jonathan Taylor is a straight avoid for me until we hear mm -hmm. positive news. Okay. Um, how about some other names? Higgins, Gibbs, Metcalf. I like Gibbs. I'm okay with Higgins as a wide receiver three. Okay. Somebody, two teams actually own Waddle, Brown, and Gibbs. So let's take him off the list for a second. Um, who are you okay with? You said wide receiver three? I'm okay with T. Higgins as a wide receiver three. Okay, Higgins, let's check it. We'd be unique with Higgins. So we're, we'd be unique with Higgins, Alave, and Devontae Smith. That gives us a pretty good chances with, with what's been selected off the yeah. board. Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw Metcalf in here as another option to see. Wow, actually, two teams have Metcalf with all three, too. So we got to take him off the board. Um, well, let's hope that either Alave, Devontae Smith, or T. Higgins come back. There are four picks between us, and three of those are unique selections. So I'd say our chances are like 60, 70%. Yep, pretty yeah, good. Lava goes, goes off. Yep. Two players still. 
we're just waiting it out here. This is the the fun part of the uniqueness at the beginning because yeah, one player left. Yeah, we see the the triple wide receiver tap from the one hundred and one. Okay, so let's start looking at some some other possibilities here. So we have, of course, a, a Calvin Dolphin, Ridley is Dolphins and Philly. Yep. So Dolphins week seventeen have is it Buff is it Baltimore? Baltimore. So Lamar Jackson is there. Okay, and then um, Philly has Arizona. That's gross. We're not doing that in rounds. <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay, we still got one more chance here with T. Higgins for unique lineup. We could push up Lamar. So we have a chance to take T to be unique here. I'm going to just curious. I have a lot of Jalen Waddle and Lamar Jackson builds. Okay, and there's also two owned. So let's go ahead and go T. Higgins and get unique. Yeah. And then that gives us three receiver start and it allows us to get. Um, Anything or be possible, we could, yeah, lots of flexibility. Okay, T again selected. We are officially unique at pick three, which is always nice. So, yeah, we are the first team in the tournament in the FFPC 125 hour best ball tournament that has AJ Brown, Waddle, and T Higgins. Uh, we'll talk about the players that we want to select on our upcoming build here in round four shortly after we get a word from our sponsor, which is our very own. Draft kit at Player Profiler, and you're going to hear from Matt Kelly on why you should be getting that draft kit because it is the best in the business. Hey, it's the Podfather. I have great news. The 2023 draft kit is live. It is world famous. Why? Because it is the best resource for winning fantasy football championships that exists. There are rankings and cheat sheets for every format you can imagine. We have projections both at the team level and the player level. And wherever you are, you can click on a player, open them up, and see in-depth written analysis about what to expect in fantasy football from that player this year. And then you can click on the team, and you can get even more in-depth analysis, all the drivers of fantasy production, both in a positive and negative direction for that team, including a signature trend. And the graphics are incredible. So these team insights, they give you the team level projections, the vacated targets, the vacated areas, and that one dynamic for each team that you need to know when making decisions on draft day. And we added a bunch of features. I mean, individual cheat sheets for Theo and Billy and Dario. So you could take your favorite analyst and download their personal draft cheat sheet. And then in the commissioner's section, also brand new this year, Memphis Young lays out everything you need to know to manage a league, do's, don'ts, tips, and what the more innovative fantasy commissioners are doing this year. That's presented by Trophy Smack. The whole package is presented by the Fantasy Football Players Championship, the FFPC, Ray Garvin, Derek Brown, the best minds in the industry contributing analysis. It's certainly not the most inexpensive draft kit on the market, but uh, it is the best. Playerprofiler.com slash draft kit. Playerprofiler.com slash draft kit. Go get it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Go get it. So speaking of trophy smack at the end with the commissioner section, Bradley, I just got my draft kit for my home league from Ooh. trophy smack has the board ready to rock and roll, taking out the boys to pizza. We're getting some beer going to be drafting here in town. We're playing a round of golf before it's going to be a great day, by the way. Uh. So we're playing 18, four of us are at least. And then we're going to right from playing 18. We're going to head out to the car, drive down the hill, and then we're going to do our drafts. So sounds like a pretty long, boring day. Um, that's like a dream day, right? It's great. <laughs> it is the dream. Living the dream, Billy. <laughs> so I'm excited. I haven't even opened this thing yet. I kind of want to open it like right now and look at it, but I'm going to wait. It's, I haven't so drafted to like move it around when it's not open. I haven't drafted with my home league in person ever. You really? Know? No. Like ever, ever? <laughs> Isn't that funny? What? All the guys like live in Texas. And like one year we th- I thought about like flying down to Texas and like being able to do it but we were it, it, it just didn't work out just didn't work out you got to start like a teacher league and you get draft in your classroom or something you know set it up on the board get it get it up there you guys could have like a math test or something for you're like whoever gets the highest grade gets first pick have you seen the have you seen like the videos out there where the the like they have like a uh, olympics at home where like they like shoot a basketball they'll throw they'll throw a um um, bean bag, what is it called? Where the uh, cornhole, the cornhole, do cornhole. Yeah. and then you do all these different like things, like you dive in the pool, swim across the pool. There's all these like different like skill sets that you have to do, front of 40, right? And and then they time you, and then whoever has the fastest time gets the 101 for all these things, like <laughs> flip cups in there. And it's a pretty cool way to determine a draft order, actually. <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty creative ways to to determine that. My home league is boring. We just reverse standings every year. So even with redraft? Yeah. Oh man. So I'm trying to I want to do a fun one, but we're gonna be like at the pizza place. So I don't I like do I want to do like the fastest beer chug? Like gets a gets <laughs> gets gets the first 101, right? Like well, with all the we- beers I was chugging at the expo, <laughs> I'm well practiced. Let's make that happen. Like normally we just draw names out of a hat, but I want to get a little creative this year. Um, we are in redrafts. We get, we don't reverse the standings in redraft, but um, we we do just random name pull for the last three years. The same guy has pulled the one one out of the hat and he always picks who are like, he picked Cooper cup when he got injured. He picked CMC when he got injured. Uh. He picked Jonathan Taylor. When he, like every year he picks the one one who gets injured. So I was like, if I've been asking him this year, if you have the one one who are you picking? Because I'm going to avoid him. <laughs> what did he say? What did he say? He did say Justin Jefferson. Like, oh, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it to him, please. No. You know, they talk about the Madden curse, but. This is the, this is the Blake Chappelle curse. <laughs> Blake Chappelle curse. Yeah. It's a real thing, man. Like every year, like we, everyone laughs. Like he's, if he draws the one-on-one this year, I'm, I'm probably going to be so scared. Like just because. It just keeps happening every single year. I should just put like all 107s in there, let him pick, and then like change the new hat over. <laughs> all right, we're coming up. We're two picks away. So throw throw out a few names: Hopkins, Watson, 
Yeah, I don't think Cooper will make it, but I mean, mid round four Cooper, he's going mid round third, back end of the third in most drafts. Yeah, I don't own a lot of Cooper. There he goes. Yep. Yeah. So for me, it's uh, Hopkins or Watson. Oh, uh, either either one of them, I have a lot of. So I'm happy with either. I okay. I like Watson as an ascending high end wide receiver too. Hopkins is still a target share gobbler. So we've gone three wide receivers already. I mean, we'll probably get five. a quarterback. <laughs> we, we could go five. <laughs> uh, I think we lock in Watson here. I like Watson. Okay. Watson gives us one degree of separation from two teams and two degrees of separation from anybody else in the field. So that's still, that's still good. So we can go ahead and lock in Watson. We don't really have any stacks going yet, but that's okay. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Late round. We've stacks got some good later come comebacks we've got some later bringbacks we were just talking about how stacking is a little overrated with chad schroeder people are reaching for stacks dropping tiers for stacks you know going above and beyond to get a stack when in actuality they may have passed up you know two or three or even four better players what's your I thought mean, process on that yeah when it comes to stacks i mean when you're in the mid to upper rounds i am looking for a correlation within tiers and stacking within tiers, but you're right. You don't want to reach outside of that. If you're reaching more than 12 spots, like that is an absolute no, no uh, versus ADP in my opinion. Um, so that's, that's you like, if you're looking for an absolute, I'm not going to go more than 12 spots. Um, but I also am considering how stacks will sometimes fall to me anyways like that's also something to keep in mind like you don't need to push a stack especially like if you've got i have done this a couple times where i've drafted tyreek hill and then jalen waddle no one else is going to be targeting Tua in round nine or ten or whatever and so i can push him about a round even though he's my stack and i don't need to reach for him there if anything uh, no one's motivated to take Tua, and i'm the i'm the one who wants him and will probably stack with him so as long as he doesn't become perceived as too much of a value, then I'm making that click. Okay, we are on deck here. We still have Hopkins in our queue. Looks like he might make it back to us, although this guy does look like he needs a receiver here in the three-hole. Uh, it looks like he only has Chase, Henry, JT, and Burrow. That being said, Brees Hall might be enticing for him here in the beginning of the fifth round. Yeah, I think round five, Brees Hall is where I've been clicking him a lot more. Yeah, Hopkins and he took Hopkins. Of course he did. Um, so the question is, do we continue to push our zero receiver build, which I'm comfortable doing? Um, I kind of want to see how far Brees Hall falls. I've been seeing him fall a little bit. Um, I'm also okay if we want to take Goddard just to have a little mini stack with A.J. Brown, although um, I prefer a receiver here. I either would like to go Deontay, Mike Williams, or Chris Godwin, but um, I'm open for discussion here. What are you thinking? Yeah, I like Deontay in full PPR. He's going to still get the get the target share. So I, I would push, although there's been reports that Keenan Allen's going to be playing a lot more on the outside and Mike Williams gets slot snaps. That's what that that's is. What, yep. That's the. So I, I, why don't we go with, this is best ball. Let's go Mike Williams here. I okay. think that he's Shoot for the moon. Yeah, let's go. And then and we get I some own late less Denver. Mike Williams. We get some late Denver correlation. We can get, um, we can get some late Minnesota correlation. We can get some late Kansas city correlation or Baltimore. We've got a lot of 
bring backs. So I think we can focus on running backs, tight ends and quarterbacks here in round six and following, because there's going to be some nice wide receiver value, I think coming up in rounds nine, 10, 11. We are back to three degrees of separation from any team in the tournament. It looks like there are a total of 13 teams that have three of our five. And then the field is either two or one of our, our total amount of players that we've selected. So we have some good separation from the teams. Um, let, let's go back to Brees Hall. Cause I'm curious. He's sure. of course, we know Dalvin cook, of course, signed, uh, and this kind of muddied up the waters, I should say in this backfield, I did my projections. Brees Hall dropped outside the top 20 at the position for me, just simply because they don't need to rely on him. That being said, he has the talent. He is very explosive. If we didn't have a Dalvin cook here and we didn't have an injury, he could potentially be going as, you know, the, a top three RB, RB2, RB3, probably within the a real possibilities inside drafts that he didn't have this ACL injury. But here we are. We know he does have that ACL injury. He's recovering, and he now has competition for targets with Dalvin Cook in this backfield. Where are you comfortable selecting him? Where does he fall in your projections and rankings? And what do you think is a realistic outcome for him come into season and down the stretch? Yeah, so I think Brees Hall is a player that it depends on the the game you're playing. If you're in a redraft league, I think he needs to fall a little bit more to mid-round six into round seven uh, because you know that he's a, a, a liability at the beginning of the season. The reason why they brought in Dalvin Cook was twofold. One, because Dalvin Cook might still have some juice left. And two, because Aaron Rodgers obviously wanted Dalvin Cook to be on this team. You know, they paid him a decent amount of money uh, with Brees Hall still recovering from his injury. At, at least Brees Hall is getting to practice it. Um, but there's been some video clips out there where Hall has been you know, thrown passes, for instance, from Aaron Rodgers. But it looks like he's running at like 30, 40, 50% speed. He doesn't look like he's full go. Just from the eye test, he looks good, but not fast. And my projections, I already had Brees Hall only projected for a 40% rush share and an 8% target share. But that total got him to 155 half PPR fantasy points. Um, that would probably get him into the back end of running back two, probably high end running back three, like as we look season long. But you from a tournament, I do. Yeah. So from a tournament perspective, though, I think Brees Hall could be a league winner still. He's got the juice. He, he would be more than a year removed from the ACL tear. And if we're talking week 15, 16, 17, Dalvin Cook has dealt with the shoulder injury for two consecutive seasons. It has hampered his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. And last year, Brees Hall was running back, what was it, running back seven in fancy points per game before the injury. And he only had a 54% 54 touch share in that backfield. So he was splitting it about 50-50 with Michael Carter even before that injury and was still putting up elite numbers. So I don't want to fade him too much in these tournaments um, because he has immense upside. But in the redraft formats, that's very different. And and you're going to want to wait a little bit because you're you're we have to be concerned about the beginning of the season. Can you walk me through the totals real quick? What do you have? Rush share? Forty uh, percent rush share, 171 on rush dot. attempts. I'm at 172. Wow, yeah. look at that. Uh, My milled. Yeah. Um, no. How about targets? I have him at 52 targets. Wow, we're on the fucking money, dude. 
Let's go. Um, so actually, touchdowns I, is our difference then? Do you have 7.3 on the ground and I have two and a half in the air? I have, what number is that? It's a little over five on the ground yeah, and that's what our difference two is receiving. So we're, we're two touchdowns on the ground difference. So actually 167.5 um, with the adjustment I made. But 167.5 half point PPR, that, that gets him to like back end running back two, I think. It, that seems about the right range. All right, let's go ahead and bury bury the hatchet with Brees Hall off 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 the off the discussion list. Now we are on deck. Jackson Ugh. Smith Jigga keeps climbing. We have five. Did you see the play right last year or, or last night from I Drew did, Locke? Yeah, that was I beautiful. Did. That was a good throw by Drew Locke. Um, Madison's on the board. Rashad White's on the board. Chris Godwin's still on the board. I am avoiding J.K. Dobbins as of now. Really interesting. Um, He's a target for me. Yeah, we can discuss more about that one a little bit later, but not not on not on the call yeah, no. right now. Um, but we have Madison, who does he has a stack with Green Bay? He does. Does Tampa, Tampa doesn't fit with, with that's New Orleans? Rams are the Giants. Baltimore, Miami. We've got the Miami correlation there. And yep. James Conner, Arizona uh, with A.J. Brown. So we've got some running back correlation. This is a little bit later for Madison. I'm not crazy about Madison, but if we're going to own him, this is where we're going to own him. Uh, what about you? Sure. The, I'm fine with Madison. He's not an exciting player. I think he's just a guy, but let's click him in. Okay. It gives us a little stack for... Now I think you kind of want to stack a little bit of um, Green Bay. We can get Jordan Love on this offense. We can go Madison. I think Green Bay is better than people think. <laughs> I like your optimism, Billy. Dude, I, I really do. I, I think, think you're I, I think you're building me up. You're bu- buttering me up for this podcast. What's your what, what's your line? If you had a set of line for wins, where are you putting it today? Not Vegas lines, Bradley lines. Mm, over under six and a half. Ooh, I'd take the over. I'll tell I'll take seven. Yeah, I think though maybe yeah, six and a half to seven, I think is the I I don't know. I'm not comfortable with going more than than that i think the defense will keep them in games in the first half of the season but the coach speak has been so terrible about jordan love and from the gm too i mean they renegotiated his fifth year option the coaches have come out and said that they want the defense to lead he's looking and they want to lean they want to lean heavily on the defense and they're big, they've got one big playmaker with Christian Watson. Jaden Reed is decent, but he's still a rookie. And they've got some nice low A dot players. Romeo's been Dillon. looking really good. In, Romeo in is garbage. He's <laughs> been looking good, dude. I like I liked Romeo a lot last year. I liked him more than Watson. You last liked year. the worst graded wide receiver in the NFL. I did. I don't know. I just I had something about his tape. <laughs> I just liked. And then. I liked him more than Watson. It was looking really good until Watson went on that like seven game oh. streak where he couldn't not score a touchdown. And yeah. then now I like both of them. I, it's dangerous and drafts for me. Like I see Watson there and and, and Dubs. And I I think they're I think they're gonna be sneaky good honestly. So this is where we this is where we can look at one. We can look at another running back. We could go Acres, David Montgomery. We could go Alvin Kamara. We could go DeAndre Swift with Philly. Um, we've got options. I. I am always a DeAndre Swift stan. <laughs> Let's go. You don't need to talk me into Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in best ball. You know how I am with Swift. Yeah, are, 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 are you good at Swift then? I'm click him, lock him in, Billy. Let's go. I got I him think- in round eight the other day in, in best ball, which was awesome. I got him at like the eight four. 
Um, oh yeah, I've been getting him in the in the mid eighties on DraftKings, yeah, like eighty five, almost ninety. I think I got him at eighty nine one day. I can't play on DraftKings. They they don't have their fantasy activated in Oregon because they bought the sports book and made him a deal to shut down the fantasy to buy the sports book because they the whole the whole debate on what was legal what wasn't legal and they decided to remove DraftKings fantasy from Oregon in order to acquire the sports book which I'm like really like couldn't we do it the opposite yeah, no. couldn't we keep fantasy DraftKings and just have FanDuel sportsbook that would have been sweet but no last year DeAndre Swift despite having so many of those like running back 30 games he was tied with Tony Pollard at running back nine overall in rate of top five weeks. Oh, this he's is a phenomenal week running back for sure. And on a Philly offense, like all he needs is really three big, huge games, which if Swift can get the Miles Sanders role from last year, Swift is better than Sanders. So give mm-hmm. me give me DeAndre Swift. The other thing I've been liking to do lately is because Gainwell goes so cheap in this contest is you can take them both with like round seven or eight capital for Swift and then like either round 10 or 11 capital for Gainwell. And 10 would be reaching a bit, but it secures you both backs inside of this Phillies offense. And then you don't really have to worry about it on a week-to-week basis because, of course, we're in best ball. But they both have significant upside, and we've been seeing reports about Gainwell being a feature back. Swift, of course, we know with the explosiveness. Penny, there's been discussions about possibly being cut, which would really narrow down the the, the touch. Trey Sermon gets a 53 man roster spot over Rashad Penny. That's the report right now. That's the report. And that's what we're thinking. And I could see it happening. I mean, there's no money right now to Penny. So they could easily move on from him and no harm, no foul and move on with DeAndre Swift and Gainwell. If that report came out, let's just say tomorrow, how high does DeAndre Swift move? And how high does Gainwell move? Swift moves, I think, ahead of Brees Hall. I think in that Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall tier. Mm, So mid-round five. And then Gainwell, who's been going as like RB45 lately. I mean, you can get him pretty comfortably in round 11, like clockwork. Where does he move? Gainwell still is behind like Samaje Pirine, I think. I think he'd still be behind like Zach Charbonnet. No, be, I yeah, think I think he's already ahead of Charbonnet. I think he's yeah, I would probably put him between Charbonnet and a chain at that spot with no shoulder a chain. <laughs> yeah, evidently. I don't know. Have you have we gotten more clarity about the injury, the shoulder injury he left with as of tonight of us recording the time that we're recording? This will be live tomorrow. People are viewing it. There's probably gonna be clarity tomorrow. But as of tonight, us recording, there is not clarity. Yeah, but e- even so, I've been drafting. Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert very heavily. Both are in the double digits of roster ship for me in best ball. So I've been like, give me the cheaper options on players that we saw produce double digit fantasy points pretty much every week when they were healthy last year. And when both of them were in the game, they still like could coexist. So I'm in on taking late round shots on Wilson and Mostert, just seeing who sticks. This is why it's so hard for me to draft running back early this year. When you can get somebody like Rashad White, DeAndre Swift, David Montgomery, Cam Akers, or Alvin Kamara in round seven, why would you ever select somebody in the first two or three rounds outside of being unique and maybe you know increasing ownership? But if you were doing one, one team, one bullet, Bradley, 
I think it's a mistake to draft running back early this year based upon the running backs that you can get in round six and seven. Well, it's another reason why I've been pushing Bijan to the second round. Like I've only drafted Bijan Robinson shares in a round two. I've still been getting like 6% of Bijan, but like I, if I'm taking a second round running back, it's like Tony Pollard and Bijan Robinson. I'm not willing to take a lot of McCaffrey or Eckler round one because You'll see some of the value fall even in round two. But then, like, we have so many questions about these round three, round four, round five running backs. Like, they all have flaws in them, which is why they're falling a little bit. But there are fewer flaws with the wide receivers. And they'll, especially with how this is a PPR, you know, this full PPR, if the running backs have flaws in them, they're probably not going to be the pass-catching running backs. So, I, I do like starting pretty wide receiver heavy, and if it's zero RB start, so be it. So speaking of pass catching running backs, there's three in the league that I think could potentially have 100 targets. Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, I'm going to throw one more name in the hat that might be a bit of a surprise to folks, but that is Saquon Barkley. Um, I recently did my most up-to-date projections update uh, based upon some news. And Barkley, Bradley, do you want to do you want do you want to guess how far he moved up in my running back rankings? Uh, is he running back two for you? Number one now. He actually mm. passed Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I, I know that he has not eclipsed 100 targets since his rookie campaign, where they believe he had 121. Don't quote me on that, but I think it's around there. That being said, I think this could be the year that he has another 100 targets. We know that he's got a second year with Dable. We know that there's no receivers really worth mentioning on this team. Pick 15 from the hat, and they're probably all still going to suck. Um, Darren Waller, pretty, pretty pretty active in this offense. I'd say between him and Waller, probably the only two that are going to have 100 targets inside of this, this, this passing uh, attack. And outside of that, we know that there's not a lot of competition on the ground either for Barkley, and we expect the offensive line to be a little bit more improved. So Barkley, for me, the clear like number one in the offense – Probably going to see close to 60% of the total rushing attempts, if not more. Probably going to see a ton of passing work. Billy, are you just looking at my projections? Because I think you're just copying my projections. Do you have them as one, two now? <laughs> no, I had them at 60% rush share, exactly. Oh, yeah. No, I know. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, man, I, Barkley is two. I have 284 rush attempts for Barkley, 60%. Nine rushing touchdowns, almost 1,300 hold on, yards. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Slow down. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, going yeah. to my positions. Sorry, say that again. Uh, 60% rush share. Okay. 284 rush attempts, almost 1,300 rush yards. Nine rush touchdowns. 65 targets, though. So hold, I'm not okay, quite at on. the we're, 100 targets. We're on the we're clock. On the clock. We could do the comeback with Addison. We, we could, could also do the comeback with, with Addison. Tua. We could stack with Tua. Those are the two I was leading to. Great. I we're think we page. push Tua. Yep, and go Addison for the receiver because of worst case yeah. scenario. We or could we probably can get, get the comeback around with Zay Flowers if we don't come back either, too. Yeah, either we way. could get Zay, get Kirk Cousins even the way back. So let's go this Addison. This is great. Yeah, perfect. Gets us a lot of options. Addison's locked. Okay, so you have 284 rushing attempts. I have 281. Oh, oh. <laughs> I have 1192 on rushing yards and 10.7 rushing touchdowns. So that's where we're slightly different is touchdowns and slightly different in yards, but it pretty much washes in total points. Yeah. Target share is probably where I'm different than folks. I have met 16 and a half target share, which is 92 targets. I have a 10.6, which is still respectable. 
last year Barkley had a bunch of 25% target share games. That was that was very interesting. But the reason why I'm not as bullish on the the target share is because of Darren Waller. You mentioned Waller, and usually when a tight end who commands a target share comes into a new offense, that affects the pass catching uh running backs target share. But will it what? with the receivers they have? That's the question, right? Because yeah. Waller might just be like the jumbo X receiver and be utilized all over the place for mismatches. And then they could continuously create screen plays or, you know, flat plays for Barkley. And they might just be ran through the two of these guys where like, I mean, really, are you going to, would you rather throw the ball to Barkley or Waller or Paris Campbell? Right. Would you rather throw it to Sterling Shepard or Wandale Robinson or Darius Slayton? Probably not. Right. And so, yeah, if they're open down the field or if they're, you know, a lot of maybe, you know, of course, if they're going to be open and throw it to them. But first look is probably Waller and Barkley. Right. And and yeah, the only wide receiver I have with a higher target share than Saquon Barkley Hodgins. Uh, no, I have two. I have Slayton at 12 percent target share and then Hodgins at 10.9. So I got Slayton at at, at 10 percent and I have Hodgins at 13 and a half. So we're so a little different. Flip, but yeah. This is like, I mean, the, these receivers, though, it's like pinning the tail on the donkey, blindfolded and hammered. Slayton, uh, can, 10. Hodgins could be 10. Paris Campbell could be 10. Wandell Robinson. I did discount Robinson for the, the pup list. So, and then Hyatt, I have at 10. Shepard should be healthy, wild enough. He should be healthy, like for 10%. It's just, yeah. So, pff, I don't have any player on this New York Giants offense with 100 targets. I only have Waller with 100 targets, and then the next closest I have is Barkley. I have Waller at 92. That's the closest I got. So it looks like we're going to have some options here. Um, yeah. I'm actually hoping for Cousins because then we could get Jordan Love late. No, we got our picks here. We got Tua or Cousins. I That line has been looking horrible in Miami. It's kind of scary, but we do have Waddle, um, but we don't really have any Baltimore pieces here. Uh, we could add Baltimore pieces later, like likely. Um, we could go AJ Dillon with Green Bay. We could go AJ Dillon with Green Bay because we have Madison and Addison. We could push quarterback and see what happens because then we could take Love and somebody else later. I'm fine going that route, or you could take Kirk Cousins and, and lock in the Addison Kirk Cousins stack. I'm good either way. I'll let you pick. Yeah, let's go. Let's go Kirk Cousins. Okay. Let's go Kirk Cousins. Gets us one kind of secure quarterback there. Because with the Minnesota Vikings, I have them projected for, I have Cousins projected for 690 pass attempts. Let me pull up mine one second. 690, you said? Yeah. 690? So you have them like top three in the league then. Yeah, they're they're one of the pass heaviest from last year. O'Connell put them on the map. Yeah, I have them as like the eighth heaviest, but I don't have, so I have them at what, 630? Yep. So we're 60 off. It's not that that much off. And Addison, I have 78 catches, 1,000 yards, and six touchdowns. That's my projection for him. So getting, I think Addison will step in pretty quickly to that Thielen role. Command a 15 to 20% target share. Cousins, where's it coming for you? I have him right now at quarterback, actually 10. Uh, I have him at 359 fantasy points. Let me look at the... That's going to be probably like top seven. Uh, projections, quarterback, quarterbacks, and tight ends. I have, I didn't have them ranked on this document. Let me put, pull up the other document. Uh, Cousins, I have at quarterback nine. Quarterback nine, yeah. So we're right there together, nine and ten. Yeah. 
where do you have Hawkinson? He's been, I'm starting to fade him lately, but the volume inside of this offense is one of those things that just props him up inside my projections. Yeah, he's still tight end three for me, but where is he points wise? He is only eight, nine points ahead of Kyle Pitts in my projections. Yeah, Waller and Hawkinson keep flip-flopping in my rankings from three and four, like with most updates. I'm still, well, by my projections, you can get surmise that I'm lower on Waller than the market. I can, I've, I've, I've assumed that based upon the discussion. <laughs> well, that and my Twitter discussions with Theo Greminger. <laughs> <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Theo. Shout out to Theo. Oh, look at my boy Romeo get climbing up the charts, dude. Holy crap. I got him in round 14 in the main event. Shoot. That was yeah, before I would the last not take Romeo. Like, Traylon Burks is still on the board. Give me Traylon Burks. Rashad <laughs> Bateman's still on the board. Give me Rashad Bateman. Yeah. <laughs> Michael would, Thomas, as gross as that is, give me Thomas over dubs. Yeah, I would take all three of those guys over dubs, too. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> I draw the line there at Juju, though. I'd probably take Romeo over Juju. Do you think uh, Tua is going to make his way back to us? It's very possible. I mean, I mean it's just the Tyreek Hill drafter, and he took Mahomes. It's possible. It's going to be very be hard to pass him up if he's there. Yeah. Well, that would be falling at least a full round. and. Yeah, I've seen Tua fall. I've seen I've seen Trevor Lawrence fall 10, 12, 14 spots in some drafts. I got Kirk Cousins at 11, three the other day. That team is so stacked. I think I sent it to you. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, the mistakes were made in this draft by several people. <laughs> some major mistakes. You keep <laughs> sending me drafts. and You're like, Bradley, take a look at this draft. And I just say, holy crud. Holy crud, <laughs> Billy. <laughs> Are you drafting with minnows? Like <laughs> when you draft every day. The chances of shit falling to you increases. Well, a Conquo um, is still out there, but on DraftKings, I just took a Conquo at 180 overall. He's kind of climbed back up after the uh, Traylon Burks injury, even though Traylon Burks will be ready in time. Oh, there goes two of the auto drafter got us. Ooh, sniped. Yeah, there's well, still a lot did. of receivers out here. I like. Holy crap. Yeah, the, I like Bateman. Michael I Thomas like even. Traylon Burks is still there. Thomas is fine. Jacoby Myers, if we're digging deeper. Like, there are plenty of these mid-wide receivers that I'm a fan of. Myers in particular. And who's another one? Zay Jones. I love drafting Zay Jones. Myers and Jones are my favorites in the in this spot. Yeah, Jones well, is an interesting one because you know that the offense is still going to be pretty pass-heavy. He's probably still going to have you know, be on the field in three wide receiver sets in two wide receiver sets in the preseason. He was, it was him and Ridley Kirk was the one rotating off. Yeah. I don't expect that in preseason. That's preseason though. It's hard to, it's hard to gauge snaps in preseason. And then hey, I was going to roll over. <laughs> I confirm my biases here, Billy. <laughs> look at, if you look at like everybody thought that Josh Jacobs would be cut last year because he played like the first half of that preseason game. And then look what happened. You know, it's one of those, you can't, you can't put too much weight on preseason. There's certain no. things you can look into. And yes, it's nice to get a, like a, a visual, you know, on players, but snaps are one of the things that are so wishwashy in preseason versus real life. While wow, Traylon Burks is still on the clock, uh, still on the, on the board. Michael Thomas is still on the board. Devon A chain. We need to push with the injury and see where he goes. Um, Bateman stacks with Waddle. Um, there's a lot of different we could ways. Stack Jerick McKinnon with T Higgins. 
Yeah, I'm not crazy about McKinnon this year. Um, uh, Tank Bigsby wouldn't really stack anywhere. I don't. Do we think have any Seattle? No. No. I think it's either Burks or Michael Thomas for me here. Uh, give me, give me trail on Burks. Okay. Boom. Done. Tennessee's got Houston at the end and Seattle in between. They got Houston again. Yeah, let's let's talk the narrative. DeAndre Hopkins doesn't last the year, and it's Traylon Burks who's the wide receiver one by the end of the season. No, well, potentially. Well, his body just remember like for from like 2018 to 2021, there was a span where Hopkins was on the injury report every single week, but he didn't mm-hmm. miss a game. And then he started to miss games the last couple seasons because of the injuries. His body's taken a beating. So I don't know if he's going to last the full season. It's it's potential. I mean, Hopkins always seems to play through injuries and the fact that they went out and signed him makes me think that Tennessee's actually going to want to compete again this year. They're probably going to make a run. They're going to rely on their, you know, defense. They're going to rely on Derrick Henry, of course, and then just funnel it through Burks and and Hopkins and Chigo and then and just, you know, try to stay competitive every single game. Um, I think there's enough to go around between those three where it's a pretty consolidated target tree for all three of them to be relevant. And if in best ball, even better. We don't have to, you know, pick the start, hit them in the start button every week. And right. so I I've I still own quite a bit of Traylon Burks and been taking the discount. Like, why does he were 48? Like it's gone too low now, in my opinion. Well, we can take uh possibly Samaj P. Ryan to stack with Mike Williams. I got one of the queue that I'm like set on taking. Kenneth Gainwell with Swift. Uh, where is his? Where's he at? He's uh, 142 on the rank, but he's been climbing. He won't make it back. Okay, I, I've got no issue with taking Kenny Gainwell. And then we stack it with Swift, and now you have the one and two, and you don't even need to worry about what what they do every week. Yeah, they took P. and P. Ryan they took anyways. P Ryan anyways. You go with it. Let's go. Okay, we're stacked. Look, what a name. Kenny Gainwell. (laughs) Double positive in the last name. Kenny lost bad. You know, you wouldn't want to draft the at guy. (laughs) Okay. Take a guess where A-Chain goes tonight. Uh, He's not going to make it back to us. He's not going to make it. He might. I don't think he does. He's got... They said he's going to do imaging today. Yeah, we'll find out. If he, he... if it's a strange shoulder, that's probably four to six weeks. He'll probably miss the beginning of the season. Yeah. But if it's like a collarbone fracture, he could be out for 12 weeks. Exactly. And then you're in trouble because that's eight weeks into the season. Plus the bye week is week 10. They probably won't play him until week 11. Yeah. I don't think he's really draftable right now tonight. Great. That hurts my A-chain shares. <laughs> Thanks, Theo Greminger, who talked me into some A-chain lately. <laughs> I don't own a lot of A-chain. I have a total of 7.84%. So it's not nothing, but it's not a lot. Yeah, I was taking a lot of A-chain in the 0RB builds, like the Charbonnet, yeah. A-chain, Tank Bigsby's, just smashing those, the Brian Robinsons of the world. I like Brian Robinson this year at his value. I mean, mid-round nine, he went in this draft. Like I, I, he's g- going to lead the team in rushes. He's probably going to get the goal line. Antonio Gibson is still like, are we convinced that he's going to get all of the third down work? I don't know. <laughs> the, the, there's a flaw of rational coaching, you know, that that exists. And we've seen in the past, this coaching staff 
fall out of favor with Antonio Gibson. Maybe it is the enemy who talks Ron Rivera back into, Oh, we need to get this player on the field, but there, there is a, there's a world where Antonio Gibson does not deliver on his ADP. There is a world. Yeah, I, I agree. There's also a world where Brian Robinson runs the ball 20 times for, you know, 40 60 yards. yards. <laughs> fair, fair enough. He's just a plotter, but he's going to get volume. Yeah, well, I would plod too if I got shot in the butt. So yeah, that's the thing. He could definitely maybe have a, a bit of a spike this year based upon no bullets. Well, your boy Luke Musgrave from Bend, Oregon, just got selected in the eleventh round. Uh, he's been climbing, be f- man. He has been. He's been getting a lot of work with the ones. The Packers have been using him a lot, close to the line of scrimmage, middle of the field stuff. I mean, we know what the history says about rookie tight ends, but he's clearly playing over Tyler Kraft. Yeah, Kraft is way behind, we're hearing. And when, you know, Dolchich is falling, like Dolchich is still on the board and Musgrave goes over him. I think that that's fair given that... Troutman has been getting getting snaps and play over Dolchich. Like Dolchich needs to be super efficient when he's actually on the field for him to deliver. And right now I'm concerned. So we haven't taken tight end yet, Billy, and we need to consider it sometime. I mean, I love Hunter Henry as much as the next next guy, right? But <laughs> there is a lot of late tight ends that I like this year. And and that would even go with, you know, some of our mini stacks. Like we right. have Waddle and likely who we could we could add to the mix. There's mm-hmm. your boy Hunter Henry. There's um T- my boy Tyler Conklin. Let's there's go. Tyler Conklin still. There's also um Jake Ferguson could, is gonna getting runs with the one. He's gonna getting positive buzz. You know, Trey McBride, who I I mean, even though Ertz is back, I still like Trey McBride's upside. Hayden Hurst, who's got the tight end position pretty much all to himself, is still there. Um, you got Jake Kate Ferguson has been be doing a lot. Kate Otten's the starter, and now with Russell Gage, ACL injuries, probably going to see some a slight uptick in in total targets. So there's a lot of players that I like at the tight end position. I've been doing a bunch of builds lately where I just kind of select four between like rounds 14 and 18, right, and just take yeah. f- four guys that I really like, and then just leaving it be. But <laughs> you and me both. There's a lot of options late. I think Theo felt a little scandalized with how late I pushed tight end when I had him on the Stack Hunters pod last week. I mean, it's, but you can really do it this year. There's a lot of upside plays late. Yeah, I mean, Taysom Hill goes really late too, and I know how much you love Taysom Hill. Oh God, that guy! I swear to God, Jeff Wilson's still here. He he most certainly is. Jeff Wilson, and then our on-brand Roshan Johnson. Right? If we don't, I think that Matt Kelly incentivizes every player profiler team member to talk about Roshan Johnson. And if we don't talk about him, then well, let's let's real quick. Hold up. Roshan aside. If, if we do suspect a chain, okay. At best he's back week one or week two, but um, if he misses time, Wilson probably climbs two or three rounds, if not more. Right. Yes. So, so does Moster. Do we want to take maybe potentially the last discount? with them and get it. Yes. With our I think we go, let's go Miami backfield. If we can. Yeah. We could go waddle or we could go Moster and Jeff Wilson. Beautiful. I love it. Okay. And then we'd be pretty close to done at running back. Yeah. And Mostert comes up here pretty soon. Yeah. It's around this. They, they both get selected on this turn. I still can't believe that the fucking asshole took Jalen hurts in the <laughs> middle of the second round. <laughs> I'm still pissed about it. <laughs> 
<laughs> just to mess with us. This he saw us take AJ and he's like, no, you're not doing it. <laughs> like we said it. No one lets anyone do it. And this, you can't get it done, man. It's so infuriating. I'll have to try it on some DK drafts just to see if, if I can make it fly. I'll send some screenshots if I can pull it off. Yeah. FFPC. It's like it physically impossible. Like people don't let you do it. <sighs> A little infuriating. It's okay. We, we walked ourselves off the tilt and we, we have a <laughs> strong build. We do have a strong build. Tajay looked good in that preseason game with his one ACL and all. I can't believe people fell for oh, that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> the ACL was holding him back, Billy. That's what it was. Exactly. Jameson Williams still on the, on the board too. People are just done with him. Well, he injured his hamstring. He's gotten suspended. He got into fights. I love his talent profile, but There's when Matt concerns. Kelly and I were in, in Connecticut, he was like, Jameson Williams next bust. And I'm like, I I don't know. I'm not willing to declare that quite yet. He played on Ohio State and was stuck behind Garrett Wilson, Olave, and Jackson Smith and Jigsba. Of course you're gonna transfer. Like yeah. it's well, we got it. Do we want to go Mostert and lock it in? Yeah, let's lock it in. Let's let's get that Miami. The other uh, just just want to throw it out there. The only other player that I'm really considering right here would be Rasheed Rice. Does go with Higgins week 17. He's looked really good. That's the only other only other like way I'd go really with how wide receiver has been going off the board. I'm fine with trying to push it a little bit. Okay. Let's I'm fine. We have, and we have what six good ones, seven good ones. Yeah. We don't really need to most are. So we really only have two backfields, but we have five running backs. Yeah. We've got Minnesota. Mm-hmm. We've got Philly and Miami. So three backfields. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. And Philly, we know fancy points are going to be scored in that backfield. And Miami, we saw last year, it can be it can be a bonanza, bonanza of fantasy points for the it, Dolphins. It's a good airplane too, bonanza. Mm. <laughs> Great airplanes, actually. I'm <laughs> gonna start throwing some tight ends here in the mix. Uh, the next question is, where do we want our QB two? <clears throat> I'm fine going all the way down to Tannehill. Oh, I love Tannehill. Yeah, great. We could we just push Tannehill. <laughs> we could we could we could dig in the dirt and go some some Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, you could go. <laughs> you you could even take. Um, what am I blanking on his name? You could take uh, Desmond Ritter and stack Mac Hollins late. Oh, let me see. Yeah, Tannehill was one of the players that I talked about in a recent stacking article I wrote for Player Profiler. I said Ryan Tannehill, Traylon Burks. I said that with Traylon Burks in the lineup last year, Tannehill averaged third, uh, 42 more passing yards per game. He averaged a half a touchdown pass per game more. He averaged 3.7 fantasy points per game more and was a mid-pack quarterback too last year in games that Tann- that Burks played. Without Burks, he was a back-end quarterback, too. So it's clear that the existence of Burks in the offense makes Tannehill better. Mm-hmm. And the teams that draft Tannehill, I mean, it, it was... Burks has a, at least in best ball mania, in underdog, it, it was a 7% stack rate, which was the lowest among all wide receivers and tight ends in the first 12 rounds of, of drafts. So I know this FFPC, it's 20 rounds, Tannehill gets drafted probably a lot more, but probably not stacked very much either. It's just not selected because people just assume that they're going to be horrible. And yes, they're probably going to be bottom five in the league in pass attempts, but they're still going to try to win the division. And right. 
And at that point, he has weapons now. He's got it's not like it's just Traylon Burks anymore. Like he has DeAndre Hopkins. They've been utilizing uh Henry Moore in the passing game. They added Tajay Spears. Like there's outs for him to be a top. Conquo is a decent enough tight end. I mean, I mm-hmm. I definitely gave my bear case for a conquo on previous podcasts, but with the value that he's going at right now, I, I you have to be a little bit more in on him. And the efficiency for Brian Tannehill has been there in the past. What is the latest that we have seen James Williams go? I'm going to pull it up. I'm curious. If he comes back around to us, Billy, he's going to be hard to pass up. I agree. So he's averaging as wide as he were 55 as of late. His chart looks like this like steady decline of a cliff. And his latest share ever in the tournament looks about to be like 14, 10, 11 range which would be about where we're selecting. So we would have arguably the latest share in the tournament or second latest share in the tournament if he makes it all the way back. And he doesn't stack with anybody, but oh well. And he's BR receiver eight, so it's not like you really have to rely on him with this team. Nope. And it's all upside at that point. But we do have other names to consider as well. Osborne, who's going to be on the field, who's going to stack with Kirk Cousins and Addison and Christian Watson for us. Um we have the potential at tight end to start adding tight ends. You have uh, Hunter Henry, who I know you're high on um, and I'm coming around on. You have Hayden Hurst um, is somebody that we could potentially think of to put on this roster as well. And then we could. Um, I'm just throwing some players in our queue too. Yeah, you could talk about it. We're not recording live. Yeah, so I threw Kyler Murray into correlate with aj brown week 17 um obviously there's risk with arizona not being good but i also think they might not play him but at the same time you know that jonathan gannon is a pretty competitive guy went to st nation's high school in cleveland same high school that i went to so i don't think there's a a quitting bone in in gannon's body and we'll see what the pathway is for the cardinals but at that point it might be interesting, might be a spike week possibility, and he'll be more than a year removed from the ACL tear. Jaden Reed is in the queue to correlate with Green Bay, uh, to stack with Watts and correlate with Minnesota, and Ryan Tannehill to stack. Trey McBride, the Arizona correlation as well, is there. So there are some later plays, obviously, that I've gone through. We're not necessarily taking those at this point, but Hunter Henry goes off, which is a bummer. Tyler Conklin mm-hmm. goes off. That's also a bummer. <laughs> yeah, two of my boys. Are you sure this this isn't live? Because <laughs> not live. They see the, the the two teams down here at the end with no tight ends. People are starting to just load up now to 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 make your teams weaker. Yeah, you already have one team with four tight ends. You have one, two, three teams with three tight ends already. It's a pretty heavy tight end draft. They're loading up. Did we push it too far, do you think, already? No. Okay. Uh, I think we might take one on the way back. I think if Jamison Williams is there, it's going to be hard to pass on him. It's going to be very hard to pass on J-Mo at this spot. Yeah, J-Mo would be hard to pass on. Honestly, if he goes... Um, <laughs> we might get J-Mo. Yeah, it's pretty pretty late. This is crazy. Round 14. There's only like three shares in round 14 the entire tournament. And we got him. <laughs> yep. I think we just, just take him. Yes. Okay, done deal. Jamison Williams. Twist my arm and around. We're done at wide receiver. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, we could potentially go one more because technically we have seven and a half. <clears throat> Fair. 
Although if we're, you know, losing out on Jamison Williams because of, you know, round 14 pick, it, our team was already in trouble. But. Yeah, it's not the end of the, uh, not the end of the world. I think Hayden Hurst is at the top of my board on the way back. I like Hayden Hurst. He's probably going to get targeted a lot. We could yeah, take Tannehill on the way back and be done at quarterback too, so we don't get blocked there. There's still plenty of tight ends. There's Kate Otten still. There's Likely still. How many like quarterbacks are to our right? He's got two. He's got two. He's got two. He's got three. He's got two. He's got two. He's got three. He's got one. How many quarterbacks are ahead of Tannehill? Murray, Young, Howell. That's it. I'm throwing Taysom Hill into our queue just to <laughs> just to mess with you. <laughs> I mean, I take him. He's still going to get probably yeah. 30 to 40 rushing attempts. Probably see 2%, 3% of target share. He'll have three. Um, he'll have three spike weeks this year. You know that's right. He might. He might get some pass action. We don't know. I'm glad oh. someone fell on that sword. There we go. Someone took Kyler. Yeah, I'm totally fine with it. <laughs> there goes Hayden Hurst. Anyways, Hayden only Hurst. only person I was really considering above Tannehill right now. Yeah, we I, can go Tannehill. I'm fine with that. And just be done at the position. Okay, Tannehill's done. Done at quarterback. Uh, and, and now we can pretty much we're going to go back to back rounds of tight end probably three straight at the minimum probably the way to go yeah with uh the other teams having loaded up already we're probably going to have some decent uh decent tight ends come at yeah least team 11 speed. probably takes one here although he really needs a receiver he's got four receivers and one's adam thielen and the other one's romeo <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not too sharp thielen was one of the worst wide receivers in the league last year too <laughs> I don't know if this guy is good at evaluating wide receiver talent, but he does have Deontay and CD, which I like, but that's about it. That is about it. He went Dallas. And like, why do you, I don't, you don't need three quarterbacks when Lamar and Dak are your one and two. I don't like that build. Nope. Not I like taking Dak as my quarterback one in a lot of drafts. Me as well. It's a nice stack getting the Dallas CD lamb. I've moved Tony Pollard up uh, pretty high in my rankings. I'm glad he went as the running back four here. Yeah, Pollard's my, let me see, is it RB6? RB7, behind Chubb. I I re-listened to the Fantasy Pros podcast I did in January, and one of my Mm -hmm. bold calls was that Tony Pollard would be running back one overall. Nice. So I I love that. I mean, you could see it. That's a great moonshot. Yeah. And I also said that Bijan was going to be a top five running back. (laughs) That's a freezing cold take now. Yeah, not hot at all. Oh, how the times have changed. It's nice listening back to those calls and just saying like, oh, what was I thinking? Or, mm-hmm. oh, what was my reasoning behind that? Or like, I've re, I don't know, in January, I was big into James Cook and then I like cooled on him for a bit and now I'm back in on him. So I do the same thing with my draft boards. I like to look at my older draft boards and look at it and try to put myself in that mentality again and say, what was I thinking here? Why did I take these players? And then, yeah. You know, of course, I do it with a lot of draft boards, but not just the old ones, but the mid and the lates, and just just to get you know the mindset flowing, your, your creative juices going, and try to think about the way the offense might look. And so it, it's I never like to just draft it and forget about it, like most best balls do, right? I like to go in and look at everything I do, and and like once a month I'll go in and look at like twenty thirty teams and just kind of analyze them. It's also interesting looking at the progression of uh, exposures and exposure shares. So, mm-hmm. you know, earlier I was big in on what were some what were some players like I had 
20 something percent of Fournette, and now I've like just completely not drafted any Fournette lately because I thought he would sign or yeah. find somewhere he would be, and maybe he will sign with Cleveland, or maybe we get news from Miami and it aging's gonna be out for a while, and then Fournette it's getting to the point where it's a little worrisome now, right? And same thing with Kareem Hunt, like we were. I know you were drafting a lot of Kareem Hunt. I had been drafting some Kareem Hunt, but not signing at this stage in the game. We're only a couple weeks removed from the season. Even if they sign somewhere, it might take a little bit to get them acclimated with the team that they sign with. Yeah, especially because they're both very active in the passing game. Like they can run up the middle pretty easily on any given play, right? They're going to tell them run off the left guard, run off the right guard, right? But the the passing downs and the blocking and, and that piece is going to take some, some time. Um, I, there goes Kato and I was hoping he'd make it back actually. Damn. Well, that's um, the, that's the 11 guy you were worried about. Yep. There it goes. Um, I think we should be pretty good on tight end up to our, our next pick, um, which I think it's probably likely with the Miami that we have because Baltimore, Miami are week 17. Yes. I've been drafting a lot of likely <laughs> he was, the PFF graded number two tight end each of his last two seasons in college. He's really good. <laughs> He's he is really good. I that's hope why I'm lower though. Out. Yeah, that's why I'm lower on Bateman, lower on Odell Beckham, lower on Zay than like most people are because I think Likely's gonna have a pretty significant role. <clears throat> I still think they run a lot of twelve personnel, and he's he's good. That's the thing is he did half of his. There were. I think six or seven games where he, no, there were five games where he had at least five targets in three mm-hmm. of them. Andrews still played. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. just, he stepped into a handcuffed tight end role and was utilized. No, he was, he's standalone value. He, right. And so I, I like him this late and I agree with you there. It's, it's going to be a question of how will the new offensive coordinator Monken how much 12 personnel is he going to run given the addition of all these wide receivers? Yeah, it's going to be hard. I mean, I think it's just hard to keep somebody off the field when they're that good. I don't mind click. I don't mind putting in likely, or if there's another tight end that you think likely will come back to us. No, I think likely is the pick and then we'll see who comes back. Cause I'm still fine with Trey McBride. I'd be fine taking Taysom. Jelani Woods is interesting to me. Um, I'm okay with Jelani Woods. I like Noah Fantley. I like that in the queue. Yep. Fans in the queue too. If we don't get Trey McBride, if we get sniped on him, I don't mind taking some Zach Ertz. Maybe not necessarily for Arizona, but maybe he gets cut or traded somewhere midseason if someone needs a tight end, and then he becomes fantasy relevant. Yep, and Arizona stacks with our Philly. He does. So we got Ertz or McBride as a backup, so we got some outs there. And Ertz is cleared for contact, ready to go. Yeah, I'm not super optimistic, though. <laughs> I think he gets traded. I mean, I called that in like, I think it was like April. I said, when he's healthy, I could see them just trading him. Like Kelsey moving on. goes down. Imagine Kelsey goes down. You know, Kansas City's not going to roll with like Noah Gray. I mean, Gray's actually kind of good. Gray is okay. There goes Trey McBride. Very next pick. Snap picked him. Yep. He's got his three tight ends. He might hit a fourth on the way back, but he might be okay with those three now. Yeah, I don't mind Taysom Hill or Noah Fant or... I don't own a lot of Noah Fant, but at this point, we're getting pretty slim pickings at tight end. Do you think Troutman actually gets a role in Denver? <sighs> if, if we're moving Dolchich down significantly, Troutman might be the guy. 
I'm not sold on Troutman. He's a former third round pick. And he's a former Peyton guy. I know that, but yeah. Who's been getting a lot of work in the preseason. I think we could push Troutman. I think we can push him too. And he would also work with our Mike Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that week 17 game. Yeah, out of uh, University of Dayton, Adam Troutman. Go Flyers. <laughs> Shout I out can't to believe that Alex Dayton. Pierce is still on the they, thank you. They took him. I was like, that's he found him. Like, why was he still on the clock or on the board? Well, Alec Pierce isn't very good, but sure. I mean, he's the gonna get beat the number two receiver. He's gonna be on the field every set. Yeah, same same thing with Romeo Dubs. He's a uh, he's discount Romeo Dubs. I'm good here, Noah Fant or or Zach Ertz. Let's go Fant. Okay, locked. I like Fant. Are we do we okay? Let's take a step back. Do we have any bye week issues or anything? Not at tight end, not at quarterback. And that's, I mean, running back. Yeah. We got four on, <laughs> we, we need, but we'll be run. okay. <laughs> we have four on, on week 10 by on running back. So you only got one running back week 10, but it's total points. So it's not like it really matters. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if we do take late running backs, we consider, consider one. Well, we're going four tight ends here. Yeah. Yeah, I think four tight ends. And then the last one leaves it up to us if we go running back or receiver. Yeah. We'll see who's there, who can fit. Yeah. Maybe a correlation or stack. Maybe some late round picks. Yeah. Dart throws and deep cuts, right? Bradley's deep cut of the week. Deep cut of the week. Brought to you by Grocery Outlet Bargain Market. <laughs> the, the good old days. <laughs> that was excellent. It was. What a throwback. What a it's throwback. A way, it was a way for me to write off beer. It was awesome. Oh, Tyree Jackson. Let's go, baby. Did you see he led all of Philadelphia receivers in yards? In in like fourth team reps or what? Third team, but yeah. <laughs> Look, I <laughs> he's so athletic, but I just I don't think he'll ever gonna get a chance. No, he's he was so he was stuck behind Goddard, and then he's just He's been really unlucky. He tore yeah, his ACL. Injured, he, yeah. He fractured his back. And he worked his way back from both of them and is now still on the team. So he's projected to make the 53 over Jack Stoll right now. All right. I want to talk about a tight end that I think is he pretty goes free in drafts, like round 20 every single time, maybe cool. round 19. Cole Turner? No, that, that's another one, actually. That's another sneaky one. Okay. But, um, Austin Hooper. Okay. Because they let go of OJ Howard, so now it's just it's just Austin Hooper and rookie Mayer. Mayer is going what? Where did he go here? He went in round sixteen. So I mean, Mayer probably eventually takes over that role, but you'd have to believe it's probably Austin Hooper to start the season. And at the very least, they're both going to be involved. I don't think Mayer gets the full role to himself as a rookie. What's your projections for Hooper? I'm just curious. Oh, yeah. Let me pull up La, the Las Vegas. You're talking about a round 20 tight end in tight end premium league. That's a potential I mean, starter. Fair. I have Hooper at 96 points and a half PPR, 11% share, 49 receptions, 500 yards, and between three and four touchdowns. Okay. So we're about the same. I have him for um, 11.5%, which is about 70 targets. Yep. 68 for me. I have him for 490 yards and I have him for 2.7 scores. 507 yards and 3.6 scores. I mean, that could be the same stat line for Trey Noah McBride, Fant. Noah Fant, Michael Mayer, Tyler Conklin. 
Hunter Henry. It's not going to be Tyler Conklin. Conklin's going to beast, but <laughs> but I'm just saying, I like, won't it, let you. I won't let Conklin catch a stray there, Billy. It's, <laughs> it's not out of the realm of possibilities. When when most of these guys are going between rounds fourteen and seventeen, you can get this guy in round twenty. You know, uh, you're you've talked me into drafting some more Austin Hooper. Let's let's <laughs> well, at least okay. in this format, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm not Here's doing it an underdog. Like fuck that. No. But it's no. you know on on FFPC. What I mean, why not? What happens if, and this is, of course, now we're talking about contingent value. They've, we've heard scuttle that what if they trade Renfro? That's 12 to 14% target share that's available. What happens if, you know, Devontae Adams gets injured? What happens if Jacoby Myers gets injured? We know that Jacoby Myers has had trouble scoring touchdowns. So it's Devontae Adams in the end zone and Mayer and Hooper. Like there's a, there's a lot yeah, of outs. It's, it's gross. And what if Josh Jacobs doesn't report? Remember, yeah. Josh Jacobs is still not there. There's a lot yeah. of outs. That's what I'm saying. And maybe it's Amir Abdullah's been getting some work. <laughs> Do you remember when he tricked us all into thinking he was the next Barry Sanders on that preseason run? <laughs> uh, I still yeah. remember that run. That run was so good. <laughs> Do you remember? Uh, I think it was. It's not hard knocks. It was the. Uh, there was an Amazon Prime video that featured the the Cardinals, and it was their draft. And they featured the GM and the coach of the Cardinals at the time where they were sad and upset that they weren't able to draft Amir Abdullah and instead had to take the consolation pick of David Johnson. <laughs> yeah, I do remember this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, David Johnson's out of the league and Amir Abdullah is still playing, so I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Jelani Woods, Taysom Hill for the first pick, and then Hooper on the way back. Let's go, Taysom. Um, okay, go yeah. for the upside play. Yeah, supposedly Juwan Johnson's been crushing. Yeah, I've been hearing that as well, but he's a real tight end. He is a real. T- <laughs> <laughs> I was worried with like Foster Moreau. That's why I had not been drafting Johnson for a bit, but. With the news, I think I'll be drafting a little bit more Juwan over the next month. Yeah, he has been crushing. Well, we'll make our next pick, and then we will end the podcast because I have a main event coming up, and I got to get a bite to eat, get a beverage before I get another two-hour draft in. So we'll make one more pick. We'll call it quits. We'll we'll post the final pick inside the board, or the board, and and the final pick will be posted to Twitter for people to come take a look at it and watch the stream tomorrow when this is actually posted. Um, but Bradley, always a pleasure to draft with you. Why don't you tell everybody what you're working on here at player profiler, what's coming up for you and um, any, any other exciting news and where to find you. Yeah, we'll be launching the news desk here very soon. So be on the lookout where we've got a lot of exciting plans on that front. And then my stack hunters pod usually drops on Tuesdays. But this week with the Deep End Invitational, it'll be pushed to uh, the Deep End Invitational, which I'll be a part of on Thursday. So you'll be able to check that out. And yeah, it's a lot of lot of fun here on Player Profiler. You can follow me on Twitter at FFStalder. I put out content there. And uh, yeah, Billy, it's been great drafting with you. And I, I'm grateful that we're able to yet again pod together on the Dominator. Yes, always a pleasure, Bradley. Uh, we are on deck. We got Austin Hooper ready to be selected. If this guy takes Austin Hooper, I'm going to break my keyboard because we've been talking about it. It's a sneaky late-round draft pick. 
We need another tight end, although we could just take Jelani Woods and I could keep my keyboard. So that's always an option as well. But <laughs> it's it was a hundred and twenty five dollar keyboard, you know. It might it might it is. It's like Corsair, it's RBG. So it is not a cheap keyboard. So it's a gaming keyboard. I play one game still, Bradley. Oh, it's oh, a Jelani Woods. Jelani Woods. <laughs> Try to blog us, Austin Hooper. Boom. That's All it, right. folks. Thanks cool for joining deal. us on the Dominator. We will be back next week for another draft. And then I believe is that then we got actually we got two more weeks of the Dominator before week one kicks off. So we'll be drafting for the next couple of weeks. And um they'll be posted, of course, the next day after the draft. Always a pleasure to draft with Bradley. Uh make sure to get out and get our draft kit, folks, to get ready for your home league drafts. Um, they have the one-page analyst cheat sheets for myself, as well as Dario and as well as Theo. Uh, they have PPR, they have tight end premium, they have super flex, everything that you'll need for your draft. I've been updating those at least once a week. I'll start updating them twice a week um, now that we're getting really close to draft time. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you all back next week on The Dominator. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show. 